Welcome to the King's Healing Room Podcast, where we are a kingdom ministry within global presence. We are located at 4326 Pharaoh in Syracuse, New York, 13219, where the executive pastor is Elder Yulon Jones and the senior pastor and founder is Bishop Brian K. Hill Sr. All are welcome.
did. You can get through that if you uh, follow the Health Checks under our Facebook page. You can also go to our Gimify account. The Gimify account has to be my favorite. Same thing applies is you have your debit card, prepare your credit, and we also have our PayPal account. There's many different ways you want to do this. Uh, you want to mail it, you set checks and or money orders, and you can give at any given time. Amen. Let's give God praise and we're moving forward. Amen. 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 Let's give God praise under the
There is a song, and I'm, I'm not sure if the musicians are able to uh, catch it. If not, it's okay. I want you to listen to the words of this particular space uh, and, and embody the words for yourselves, okay? Yeah. But it is something that I've heard throughout the week. I've heard throughout the week, and it is something that reminded me in the Lord that I am worth fighting for. Amen. Amen. That I am worth fighting for. Glory to God. Amen. All right, so. He met me deep in my despair to show me you would never leave me there. You claimed because I was made for so much more. I am your child. And I'm worth fighting for, though heavy. With the weight of my mistakes, you carry me. And refuse to let me sink under.
for their life. We ask today for a double portion of faith, a double portion of faith that will help move us out of the way and begin to trust you and trust that you are in control. We lift up those who are struggling today with addiction, low self-esteem, unforgiveness, grief, loneliness, and we ask the Holy Spirit that you activate comfort in their lives, that you activate restoration and provide increase. We forgive those who we knowingly and unknowingly have offended us, and in doing us, we so release love, the spirit of love, which covers a multitude of sin. We know that when we extend that gift of forgiveness, that you also will also forgive us of our sins. So Lord, on today I decrease that you may increase. And I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O God. According to Psalm 19 and 14, I thank you in advance that your word reaches your people with clarity, O God, and that there is an overflow for them to give away to others. Thank you in the name of Jesus, and we are getting into his word. So the title of this message on today, The King's Healing Room, is Pregnant with Possibilities. Pregnant with Possibilities. It is time for seed, time, and harvest. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. amen. And so as we started, we, we started actually about a week ago, and then we started talking yesterday in women's meeting, and everyone knows that women's meeting is like Vegas. What happens there stays there, amen. except for the Word of God. Amen? amen? And so we got to talking about how much we can't stand Satan. God, right? We started talking about how in Revelation uh, chapter 13, how it declared that he was out to steal the seed of the woman. Amen? And we said, every single one of us had an experience, and we said, we cannot stand that joke. We can't stand him, and we hate his us of what he is doing to ourselves and our children. And so when I went back, I went back charged. I said, prove the heel of Satan's head. Amen. He has no right, no authority, no way on my grounds against myself and my children. Amen. So when I began to pray again, because you all were messing up my word yesterday, um, that the Lord had me studying. And I said, well, good grief, Lord. We even said the word that you had in the morning. And he said, I needed you to hear that, and now I want to take you in a different direction. And what he wanted us to know as women, that as powerful as we are, as, as um, needed as we are, we have to understand that being pregnant is a part of our purpose. Amen? Being pregnant with possibility includes the male. Amen? So I didn't want you to leave, be left out and say, hey, I have an experience of pregnancy. You have, you are pregnant with possibilities. Amen. And so when I'm talking about pregnancy on today, I'm including the males as well because it is inclusive of having a pregnant, being pregnant with a seed, pregnant with a thought, pregnant with an experience, amen, that you can be able to see that and have it come to pass. So pregnancy usually, usually, and I say that gingerly because I didn't have this experience, but it usually occurs in three trimesters. And that three trimesters total nine months, or it's supposed to total nine months. And that nine months is for the manifestation, the breakthrough of the child coming through. If you have a mother, she went through that experience to have you get here on today. If you have a sister, then she would have went to an experience to have a child as well. I see young ones in the, in the place today, and they would have had to come through that experience. So we're all included in the pregnancy or the womb experience. Pregnancy often signifies a journey into the unknown, into an anticipation that is gleaned to produce life. So if you're pregnant with something, there's an expectation. 
that there is going to be a completion of that thing. And so I'm reminded of the passage that says, I have come that you might have life and have life more abundantly. I'll say it another way. I have come that you might be pregnant so that life will come through you and come through you more abundantly so that others can see your good works and glorify God which is in heaven. Amen? Amen. And so when we are pregnant with possibilities, all things are possible to him that believes. When we're pregnant with possibilities, then we see beyond the challenges, we see beyond the experiences, and we give way for hopes and dreams to occur. We give room for God to actually be in control. Because unlike many of you, I've had times in my walk where I believed him, but then I didn't. Yes. It was a juxtaposed position where it said, mm, I know this is what you say in your word, but can you see what I'm going through right now? And I remember him saying, whose report are you going to believe? And so I stand as flat-footed as I can today to say, I believe the report of the Lord. I believe that whatever he said I can have, I can have it. that you have this experience, there has been a time 
challenging, it produces an energy. An energy that can create movement and inertia, because that's what energy is. It creates movement. So if you have that seed in your belly as a woman, then you start to eat a little bit better. You start to drink a little bit more water. You start to pay attention to what you're doing because you know that it's more than just you. All right, men. When you have a seed that's in your belly that the Lord has given you charge over something, you begin to matriculate. You begin to make sure that you cultivate the land, that you go out and you mow the lawn and you beautify. That's the same type of seed that happens for a male that would have happened for a woman. Or say you have that book on your mind. You begin to write about it. You begin to shape it. You begin to look at the words. Have other people look at it. That's a seed that is coming to fruition. And as your seed begins to germinate, your excitement is challenged. Because women, what we get, we might get morning sickness. We might get overwhelmed when we look at our love partner. We get sick because you're like, you did this to me. Males, when your seed begins to germ and you've hit that first roadblock that says no, we can't give you this amount of funding for that idea. That's something that hits you in a way where you're like, what? This is supposed to be the goodness part of this pregnancy or womb experience. Or women who start craving things in the middle of the night that's actually not available. Your body starts to ache or you gain weight. Your body starts to stretch in ways that is absolutely unimaginable. And then that high energy that you had when you got the notice suddenly becomes low. And you're dragging and you're dragging all of this extra weight. That's what it actually feels like to be pregnant. So if you can think about that in the natural, and you think about in the spiritual when we are fully pregnant in the spirit, that we've taken on what the Lord has said, that we've taken on his uh, dream, his vision for his people, and it can actually weigh you down. It can actually cause you to be so full for the weight that come on you from the weight of the world because you're pressing in to what the Lord has for us to do. That's pregnant with possibilities because his word says that he desires that none perish. How do we get the word of God to those who may actually be exposed, because that's what perish means. We get the word of God to them through each and every one of us. And so when, in order for us to get the word of God to them, we have to have it in us, and that weight of it is for the weight of the expectation to bring it to someone else. We have to be prepared to drop that off. So your energy is low, but you keep on going back to the position to make sure that while you are walking through your pregnancy, it starts off, you go once a month, then you go every two weeks, then when it gets closer to the time of delivery, you go every day or every uh, couple of days. Now, I never got to the nine month because my children was always wanting to come a little bit premature. <laughs> so I never got to that nine month where you're hoping and praying, oh my gosh, it's today the day. It's today the day that he's going to bless me to see what this looks like. It's today the day where that possibility, the realness of this desire, of this goal, of this dream comes to pass. I share with you with people all the time that there's no greater satisfaction other than salvation than the taste of completion. Amen. And when you have completed a thing and you're able to see that thing physically, you're like, uh-huh, you take a step back and look. Yeah, that, that was me right there. Or when a baby, a father holds a baby up for the first time, you're like, this is my boy. Amen. Like, this is my daughter. Amen. They're proud. This is what I help produce. And we as the body of Christ, as believers, when we see someone come into the house of the Lord, when we see somebody in their rapid state accept the Lord as their Savior, when we are able to bring peace in a challenging situation, those are the visual fruits to say, you know what? This is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes, pregnant with possibilities. Sometimes 
that may seem like nobody wants to be around you. But I ask you on today that you accept the good tidings that I am about to bring and share with you. That God is in control. Amen. And you, and you, and you are pregnant with possibilities. Praise God. Amen. Because I have answered your prayer. 
saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, give it while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among them, tares of wheat, and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced the crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not know that there was uh, tares sown on good ground? How does it have tares? And he said to him, The enemy has done this. So there's times when we can be all walking together, and there's the good, and then there's the tares. The servant said to him, Do you want us to go and gather them up? He said, no, lest you gather up the tares and also uproot the wheat. Let them both grow together until harvest. And at that time, harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather up the tares, bind them in bundles, and burn them. But gather the wheat into my barns. In Matthew, Jesus taught about this parable of wheat and tares. Uh, and the tares were weeds that resembled the wheat. There's oftentimes that there may be tares, there may be people, there may be circumstances that look like what the Lord has for you, but it's actually a weed sent there to choke out the experience. And in that parable, the wheat field had deliberately, deliberately been polluted by the enemy who sold it so that it was an intermixing. So there's oftentimes, um, even when we talk about um, something being pure, if it is pure, that means it has 100% of the bloodline, and there's an intermixing of that bloodline. They call that a mixed breed. Right. Often they do that with dogs or, or um, cats, that if it, is, if it is connected with someone or something is interjected, uh, then that dog is no longer a purebred dog. That dog becomes a mixed breed. Likewise with a child. If a child has 100% African-American blood, then that child is 100% African-American blood. Uh, but if there's a mix of another race, then that is called a mixed child or a child of noble race. There, there is something that has been intermixed into it. And only after the plants are grown, partly grown, did the problem become apparent. And so what the Lord had me share on today, and again, I'm going to stand flat-footed, he said that there are those who love the Lord through relationship, and there's those who serve the Lord through religiosity. And there's a difference. And so he's encouraging us to have a relationship with him. That relationship can tell you good, relationship can tell you challenging, relationship can give you accolades, and relationships are there to correct. If you are there and a Pharisee, a Pharisee is a person with religion, a person who is there to say this is the law and you can't go beyond that particular law. Religiosity is where you're able to tell someone you have a boulder in your eye excuse me, a branch in your eye, right? But then you actually have a boulder in yours. So how can you even see the wrong in someone else's eye when yours is blocked? And so Christ is saying that love is what covers all of this. Love is what's saying, you know what? I have faults, I have challenges, you have faults, and you have challenges. And my goal, my goal is to be the weeds so that whatever the tares are, that they will have their time to be plucked up in the Lord. We are not sent to do that. We are sent to be that light. We are sent to be the way that we live the life of the master of the field. And so what it, what it showed me in that passage again is while they were both young. So we can be young in Christ and be so excited and exuberant in the Lord. However, we don't study the word. And if we don't study the word the first time, as it said in Matthew, if there is a challenge that comes, then our faith will be blown away like a wind. 
when I got the news while preparing the word that my brother had been stabbed and stabbed in the face and had no idea how he was faring at that time. Well, in the moment that I got the call from my brother being stabbed, and at that point, the call was, he was stabbed multiple times. He's in critical condition. We don't know if he's going to make it. That was the word that I heard, the ear that I heard. And then I was like, okay, immediately stopped. And I said, I will be on my way to the hospital. Before the time I left home to get to the hospital, five other phone calls had come to me. All I did was pick up the phone and I said, I am on my way to the hospital. I'll call you when I have the right information. And they said, bye. I turned that ear into weak to say, we have to stand on the Lord in faith. We got there, we went through and walked through some scenarios. In the name of Jesus, all is well. Glory to the people, guys. Amen, amen. And that just reminded me that had I responded with my emotion at that time, then it could have turned out into a very challenging, worse situation than what it was. But letting the Lord go before me in that instance, then we were able to walk through whatever we did, but to calm them, know that my brother knew that his family came to see about him. And that's what God wants us to model, is that no matter where we are in our state in life, and yes, my brother is in the wilderness, and yes, he has some challenges, but I can tell you this, that just like God loves every single part of Carlene Lacey, Carlene Lacey loves every single part of her brother.
more thankful, more hands-on, more purposeful in it. Amen? When you are an entrepreneur and you are the owner, you've got to be the accountant, the marketing person, the branding person, the person that goes into the finances as well. You've got to be all of that until God expands you to where you're able to bring others on. Amen? You've got to be able to be the visionary, but then turn around, take that head off, and go into the work.
Bishop Brian K. Hill's senior photo. You also can use our text to give. Here how it works. There are five steps. Step one, text give to 1844-981-2759, which is a unique to the King's Hill Room. Step two, you will receive a text with instructions. Step three, follow the instructions to set up a given account. Step four, Text the amount you want to give and the designation. It could be a tithe, offering, or general fund. In step five, you will receive a receipt via email confirming your gift. And here's the last way you can give. You can use PayPal and send your donation to tkhroffice at gmail.com. That is tkhroffice at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe to listen to more messages like the one you have heard. We are the King's Healing Room and we are a kingdom ministry with a global presence.